Hey everyone, welcome to the Industry Show. I'm your host, Nitin Bajaj, and joining me today is Megan Driscoll. Megan, welcome on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure is all ours. So let's start with the big question. Who is Megan? <laughs> uh, that's, that's something I'm still figuring out at 43, <laughs> but um, I would say um, personally, she is very joyful, very committed, to living life to the fullest, um, very ambitious, um, definitely uh, loves to try new things, loves travel, loves eating out, um, loves spending time with her boyfriend and her family and very close group of chosen family. Um, and professionally, I'd say that I'm, you know, pretty ambitious. Uh, and, you know, I think as I've gotten older, what that really means in terms of career success has actually started to um, evolve and and change a little bit. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, I think I resonate with a lot, uh, pretty much all of it, uh, especially the later part of, you know, we start defining our motivations, our ambitions, and start to crystallize those. And that brings us that uh, clarity and focus so we can go and achieve those things. So really appreciate you sharing that. Tell us more about Evolve MKD and uh, especially what your mission, your vision is, and uh, then a little bit uh, about the impact uh, that you've been able to create with it. So I started Evolve MKD back in 2014, um, and it is a public relations and digital marketing agency that focuses in on healthcare, um, beauty, and lifestyle clients. Um, I think the thing I'm most proud of is that, you know, I started it from zero and I've been able to create 30 jobs um, mm -hmm. you know, from nothing and um, have, you know, helped a lot of people kind of grow their careers, um, decide that this is what they want to do, help some people decide this is not what they want to do and go on to find the thing that's a better fit for them. Um, and when I opened Evolve, I think, you know, we saw a couple areas of opportunity. Um, one um, you know, I've just always been very committed to high touch client service. Um, I think how you make people feel, um, especially right now, is very important um, and, you know, just as important as the level and quality of work that you're putting out. Um, I also think like as a female owned agency, um, working on a lot of brands that primarily hit women um, and help define either their definition of what wellness looks like or what beauty looks like, um, you know, I think being owned by a woman and employing mostly women, um, we bring a unique perspective um, to that and to different kind of life phases that women women go through because my staff um, ranges in age from 22 to 75. Wow. So we kind of hit everything. Um, and then we do a lot in cash pay medicine, which I think, mm -hmm. you know, fortunately or unfortunately is our healthcare system in the US uh, changes um, may become you know, more and more the way people choose to kind of receive and do their healthcare. Um, and so we know kind of what that looks like, how to reach that consumer, um, you know, what what the downside could be there and kind of marketing to that, that folks and kind of how to expand and diversify to bring more people access to cash pay medicine. Thanks for sharing that. You know, the one thing that comes to my mind as you were sharing the work you've been doing is you're doing well while doing good. So it's an extremely important space. Healthcare is, I would say, messed up uh, in this country. 
And yeah, uh, put it lightly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm sure you've seen this more from the front lines as uh, both from the provider perspective, but also from the consumer's perspective. And uh, it scares me a little bit when we start talking about uh, being able to have these treatments in cash, which I would imagine a major portion of the population here uh, will not be able to access or afford. So it, yeah, I think it's challenging and it hits on a lot of different, I think, um, issues with our system. Um, you know, I think the regulatory environment, while very important, um, I think we saw during COVID, you know, needed to be sped up and was in long overdue need of an overhaul in yes. terms of how drugs are approved and how quickly they're approved. Um, and I think while, you know, making sure drugs are safe and effective is very important. Um, it's also very important that, um, people have access to treatments that they need, mm -hmm. um, quickly. And, um, you know, I think sometimes the mechanisms we have in place are so focused on, um, you know, even safety sometimes at the expense of efficacy that mm -hmm. what ends up happening is that people have to go outside, um, other countries and to get some of these treatments and um, and doctors are kind of hamstrung by some of the regulations consumers can't get the information they need so I think it's uh it's a system that that needs needs some changing to keep it both fair and equitable but also to keep innovation um you know at the forefront so true and you rightly said it I was being modest and calling it a little messed up yeah <laughs> 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 but uh, I'm glad that, you know, you are in the mix of these things because you are helping provide, uh, bring the providers to light and helping the consumers uh, come to them and get the right care uh, they need at the right times. Because that's one of the things that, uh, you know, I've known of a few stories where uh, not getting the right kind of health care has put families into trouble and then getting it too late has put them through bankruptcy. So neither of those are desirable. Yes, it's, no. And I think like you said, even for physicians, you know, they have a, so much of their time now is spent, you know, filling out insurance forms and, um, you know, dealing with malpractice. And obviously we need like those protections, but there's probably a, a middle ground where we can get physicians like back to really medicine being their normal I know. <laughs> focus as opposed to like the business side of medicine since most of them did not go into mm -hmm. become a doctor to do anything other than you know help people so yeah well thank you for getting these passionate service-oriented people back to what they should be focusing on which is helping mm -hmm. people so really appreciate what you do uh, i'm very curious to hear yeah, as we talk about all of these different challenges in the system what is the one big challenge you're facing so I would say the the number one challenge that uh, we face at Evolve and have for a number of years is really staff. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's finding um, people who are passionate about what they're doing, um, who have experience in public relations um, and or digital marketing. We also have a, a research and analytics team. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this business is hard. Um, it's a client service business. It's, you know, as you know, it's like 24 seven. Mm -hmm. um, and so it takes someone who is not only very good at their job, but also is very good at boundary setting. Mm -hmm. So you can have like a full life while you're also like working very hard. Cause I think those two things can live like at the same time. 
Um, so I would say that just makes staffing a little tough. And then what makes it tougher is that we're very entrepreneurial. You know, mm -hmm. we're a team of about 30 people, so we're still small. Um, so you have to be kind of good at a lot of things, um, which I think makes, um, you know, makes recruiting for Evolve a little harder than um, some other agencies out there. True. But one thing I have to say is you set a great example on both maintaining a good work-life balance and also being deeply passionate and good about the things you do. So uh, leading by example. Yes, I think that's, well, that you have to, I think as a leader, you have to model model the behavior for other, people's, other people to follow. So when I go on vacation, I really try to like totally take the time. I mean, as the owner, it's hard to do that 100% of the time, but I do a pretty good job. Like I really check out um, because if I can do it, then there's really no excuse why mm -hmm. everyone can't. Yeah, that's that's a great leader, right? Doing the difficult mm -hmm. thing, but making sure that the team can adapt and follow, and uh, having them having them kind of uh, uh, toe the line when it comes to mm -hmm. balancing these things. On the flip side of challenges come opportunities. What's the one that's you you're most excited about? Um, so opportunities, we have a lot of great things kind of coming our way right now. Um, we launched um, earlier this year a campaign with our client, the Cord Blood Registry, um, featuring Chrissy Teigen. And mm -hmm. so she, um, you know, was our spokesperson, is our spokesperson. Um, and it was a fully, it is a fully integrated marketing campaign. So it has earned media elements. It has digital marketing elements. It has research elements. So kind of it really hits on all the things that we do at Evolve and do really well. Um, and it was great because we actually, you know, yesterday she get, had a, a surprise announcement, um, where she announced that she just gave birth to another baby via surrogate. Um, and we were able to work with her team to have both babies bank, um, with CBR and, um, you know, she's been so great to work with and, and really helping us to educate, um, parents to be about, um, you know, the possibilities that could exist mm -hmm. with stem cell and making stem cells and making sure that you're, um, you know, keeping that option as an option for your child. That's wonderful news and uh, kudos mm -hmm. to her. Congratulations to her and kudos to yeah, your team. Thank you. Yeah. I want to take a look back in the rearview mirror and uh, have you share with us two instances. One where you know, there was success and that was beyond your imagination and things took off uh, more than you had anticipated and expected. And on the other end, something that did not work out to your expectations and became a failure and was a lesson. I would say um, I'll start with the success first. Sure. I think um, what I'm most proud of at Evolve is we give 10% of our profits to charity um, yes. every year. So we have donated more than a million dollars to charities oh. in the U.S., um, for the eight years we've been open. And I think that speaks, um, one, I'm just so proud that we've given that much Rightly to, so. to um, two, that also speaks to how successful we've consistently been as yeah. a business, um, because we've been profitable every year we've been in business. Um, and I think I didn't, I think I took that for granted a little bit when I started, um, you know, how, how hard this is and how hard it is to, kind of do it year after year and and continue growing at a pace that that is sustainable and doesn't get a, get away from you. So that is something like I never thought I would have 30 employees. I never thought 
you know, I just rented my second office space. I never thought I'd even have a first one. So um, I think that that whole thing has just been, um, continues to be really like exciting and surprising um, for me. Um, and then on the failure side, um, there's a lot of those. And I would say that unfortunately, that's probably the time, the things I spend the time focusing on the most mm -hmm. are the failures because um, they tend to kind of stick with you longer. Um, one of the ones that happened a few years ago that I thought was, it started out as a failure, but it ended up being a great lesson is we um, pitched this big new client. Um, we ended up being one of the final two agencies. They did not pick us. Um, and I was very disappointed. I really thought we had it in the bag. Um, and I ended up sending just a note um, to kind of the president of the company at the time, because we really hit it off and connected. And we've actually since become like really good friends through this whole experience. Um, so that was a benefit. I gained a, an unexpected friend. Um, but, you know, she gave me the feedback that the agency that we lost to pitched her that they had all these capabilities in house and they could do all these things. And, um, and I was very honest. She had asked me the same question in our meeting. And I said, nope, we don't do all those things in house. We do these six and these other four you're asking about, we have freelancers for, or we contract that work out because I believe you want to be honest. Yeah. Um, like seven months later, she actually called me again and told me that the other agency had like, I don't wanna say lied, but had basically not been as straightforward. Hmm. Um, and so they had signed up with someone that basically didn't really tell them the truth. And that did like irref damage that really wasn't fixable um, to the long-term health of the relationship. Um, and they ended up kind of parting ways like shortly thereafter. Um, and so for me, it was a great lesson that, you know, I'm playing the long game. Yeah. So I'd rather be a woman of my word and have my reputation intact um, than do something that is a short-term win, but has long-term, um, you know, potential for real damage. Yes. So again, kudos to you for having that courage. As you said, this is not an easy business. And when you lose a customer, a client, where, you know, a slight of words could uh, make it for you. It's extremely important to keep your integrity, uh, but also, you know, to me, this is all about relationships, right? People do business with people and uh, yeah, it, you could win a transaction, but you're going to lose out on the long term, as you rightly said. So yeah. really mm -hmm. appreciate it. Uh, it. Yeah, it's, it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's extremely difficult, especially when you're so young in the journey and uh, you could just say certain things, get the business. And then, you know, this is in the startup world, it's a very well-known thing that people throw out, fake it till you make it. You can't fake yeah. relationships. So. No, you can't. And I've also, um, one of the things no one tells you is that saying no um, takes discipline. Yes. Uh, because sometimes like no is actually the right answer for the long-term yes. health of your business. Yes. Well, that brings us to my favorite part of the show, the one-line life lessons. I would love for you to share some of your life lessons with us. Yep. So I thought this was a great question. I've never gotten asked this before. Um, but my first one, which is actually evolves kind of mission and credo that we live by is be kind, don't suck. 
um, because I think kindness um, is just so important. I think there's not enough of it out there. And I, you never regret being kind to someone. Um, and I tell that to my staff all the time. Being kind is not the same as being nice because you can be kind and the thing you're doing is actually could not be nice, but could be in everyone's best interest. So there's definitely a difference there. And then not sucking is just, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Like just do your best, whatever your best is that day. And things typically turn out, you know, turn out better. Um, so that's number one. Um, number two, which is one thing my mentor has always told me, which I find really funny. Um, if your mouth is moving, you're not listening. Um, and I always think about that because um, staying curious in conversations and really listening, you get far more information. You get information beyond what someone is just telling you. Um, you get a lot of other things that are unsaid, and that's very valuable as an entrepreneur. Um, the other one is uh, normal is boring. So I definitely, uh, you know, I never, never wanted to be like normal and like I always wanted like a different kind of life. And I feel that that my business and opening one, especially as a woman has kind of facilitated that. Um, don't let the fear of fear stop you. I think fear um, is something that's very paralyzing for a lot of people. And, and one of the things that I've had to learn and actually like practice is letting fear become a motivator for me. So acknowledging the thing I'm afraid of, but then doing it anyway, because anything worth doing usually is like a, little bit uncomfortable at first. Um, and then the last thing is the best revenge is not to be like your enemy. So I think especially in business, you can like look at what other people are doing and spend a lot of energy worrying about them. But really, you know, I come from a place of abundance. Like I think there's enough for everyone. So like why waste energy worrying about other people? Like just focus, focus on yourself. Love it. Love every single one of them. And I resonate 100% with uh, all of them, uh, especially, you know, as as a child growing up, I remember this uh, <clears throat> 7-Up was coming into India and they had this really awesome campaign, uh, a character, I believe it was called Fido. And uh, I saw this thing where the character is upside down and the line said, normal is boring. Right. And I always thought that it really resonated with me. Uh, I joke with uh, people I meet at events. I'm always outside. I can never sit in. And I say, mm -hmm. I was always an outstanding student. <laughs> and uh, that normal is boring very much resonates with me. Uh, so, Megan, thank you for sharing your journey, your story, and your one-line life lessons with us. Hearty congratulations to you on your success. As you said, your, your organization is eight years young, but you have accomplished a lot. And I'm sure there is a lot more to come here in the next few years. And would love to bring you back on and talk about many other success stories. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. This was so much fun.